BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. So earlier today, today was is today being October the tenth. Um, it's a funny meme I saw about ten ten um, that, that I won't talk about on air. But it was uh, a visit for me to the to to the lot to the lab for the blood work, the leukemia blood work, the next round. And the reason why I bring this up now because it's it's normal for me. Like I do this all the time. Like the ladies, like you know, which arm, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I, I, I'm here like once a month, just, you know, take, take the blood. It's all good. Um, she was super nice though. And it didn't hurt a bit. It never does. I think some of it's like, you know, my body's used to it. But when I was waiting, it was packed. Sometimes I go there and there's hardly anybody in the waiting room. I've literally sent uh, my wife a video before where I pan the entire waiting room and there's no one but me. And this time it was packed. People standing, like it was just whatever. I guess a Tuesday at ten thirty in the morning and super busy. Um, but w- while I was waiting, there was this dude sitting a few seats over from me, older guy, probably in his sixties, could be late fifties, who knows, and just chilling. And and you never know if someone's there for themselves or somebody else. And then another dude, right around same age, comes out, walks up to him. They like fist bump. They get up and leave. And I'm like, if Patrick and I lived in the same place, that would be us at our sixties. Like, and of course, the story of me going to your your first ever diabetes appointment and all that immediately comes to mind. But I'm like, they probably went to like Buffalo Wild Wings or or whatever sports bars nearby. There's is a Booties, which is a local sports bar establishment. Um, it's not like the butt version of Hooters at all. It's just the name of the place. And and they uh they probably went and did that or whatever but I and it was like you know one dude had the typical old dude mustache like one guy had light hair one guy had dark hair like there were so many similarities and I was just the like whole shebang. that that would be the two of us um it just made me laugh when I saw that and, and I would have said something but I was like no I'm gonna save it for the podcast because that's the fun of it but that would be that would be us going to blood work and and whatever else if if you know we get to our 60s and the wives have had enough of us and don't need us anymore because our kids are now out of the house and they have no more use for us so yeah i could definitely see that happening and uh yeah 
then we'll have a bachelor pad and watch wrestling and other sports. And I'll make fun of you for, for getting so into your, your, your local sports teams that you love so much. Like your Bears, although your Bears had a good game this past week, so I can't really talk too much. Hey, they're they're playing the Commanders, dude. Like, Who have had a couple good showings as well, but you're right. They have. It's 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 just been fascinating to me. Like, I get to cheer against two teams all season because yeah. I have to cheer for the Carolina Panthers to be as awful as they are, and I'm loving that as well right. because the Bears get their first round draft pick. I know it's, it's hard for local fans here in, in Arizona because you want the Cardinals to do bad and you want the Texans to do bad and both are right. overachieving. So it's, it's a, it's a challenge. See, you just, you gotta, you gotta bears fans have just not had expectations for years now. It's extra. It's North. It's, it's excellent. North. We really shouldn't. It's we're a garbage football team. You are. You are, and and I, I I'm sure I, I know I screenshotted it. I didn't send it to you, but there was a great comparison of how every coach has done since they fired Lovey Smith, in comparison to what Lovey Smith's record was. So, every, you know, every every sports team I follow right now is trash. So it doesn't matter. Like you're talking <laughs> about the one because you took the time to message me after the dumpster fire of the Northwestern University yes, of, or Nebraska University of Illinois game where we are all in Illini Nation trying to figure out how the hell this team went 8-4 and four last year, went to a New Year's Day Bowl, and is now not just 2-4. and four, They haven't beaten a Power 5 team, and they're thoroughly non-competitive against any. Like, it is awful. Greg, and, and that's and why there's no, there's just no explanation for it. Like, there's no good explanation. Anyway, the Cardinals I, were in last place. Yeah, Bears suck. The Blues are going to be terrible. We talked about that on the hockey preview on on uh, the Tuesday show with Dave. After we wrapped up musical chairs, we talked hockey, and it's like my Blues are going to suck. That's every everybody I cheer for is trash. There's some, this is my lack of knowledge. There's some big hockey game tonight, I guess, that is basically like the stalwarts of the league against the future of the league, just the way the two teams lined up. Well, it's, yeah, so. I believe Pittsburgh Black, is one of the, the Blackhawks are The Blackhawks are playing the Penguins. Game's going on right now. Uh, the Penguins with Sidney Crosby, all-time great hockey player. Right. Going up against uh Number one overall pick in last year's NHL draft, Connor Bedard, who is 18 years old, looks like a he looks tiny compared <laughs> to so like he really does. He's only he's like 185 pounds, and that might be them being generous, right? Which they but uh, that's with, with but, skates and pads on, right? The kid can shoot though. And the kid has already been playing professionally uh, for two years now at a at like a lower level hockey right. league, and just outscores everybody. But yeah, it's the the story of this game is the the kid playing his idol, also known as the kid, Sid the kid, and uh, Sidney Crosby has a goal, and Connor Bedard got his first assist. Okay, and that's and the Penguins are going to win because the Blackhawks aren't good. But they're gonna. The Blackhawks are gonna get a lot of exposure this year, solely on the potential 
of what this kid could do. And it's it's really interesting watching ESPN cover this guy because like he didn't even score the goal. Right. But damned if they didn't make that the biggest assist in the history of our sport. Well, I mean, <laughs> hockey, what is every sport built on? It's built on individual stars. And sure, they need and to he latch will on be individual an individual star. star. Like, that's absolutely true. They go rush it, though. You know they are. Like, they just, right. they need a marketable, they need a star who's marketable to the population that's not currently watching hockey. And that right. will piss off a lot of the diehard hockey fans, but... Sorry, it's it, just like we say to wrestling fans all the time. It's not really for you. Like you're going to watch anyway. So all the outside coverage is, is for other people. So oh, absolutely. Uh, I will happens. say this: this kid is not afraid to shoot. I, I watched. I watched the game right up until I moved the computer down to to talk to you. And he he's currently leading his team in shots. Uh, he, he made one. Uh, got that one assist. He is a um, he's like any other young hockey player in that he is going to be a struggle. He's going to suck on the faceoff for a right. long time. More experienced guys are just going to be better. Like his, he took the first faceoff of the game, like okay. like up against Sidney Crosby, and Sidney Crosby basically took his lunch. Uh, on a, on a face off and has the whole time. Kid hasn't won a won a face off yet tonight. And these but, are Connor Bedard's scouting would, report. What's that? Oh yes, and that's your Connor Bedard scouting report. I'm really interested to Courtesy see how this Patrick guy does. Dad. I don't blame you. You're you're a hockey fan. You should be interested to see how this guy does. I'm interested. Talk about the wrestling. Oh, Phoenix! <laughs> hey yo! Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I mean, you're just going to replace me. Shut up! Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere. Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. It is a Tuesday night, 10-10. God, that brought me back to when I was a kid and there was some radio show in New York growing up called 10-10 Wins. I, I don't. No, anything. Maybe it was news at 10 minutes. I don't know. I, 10 10 just popped in my head when I said that. October the 10th, 2023, for your historical reference, I'm Greg DeMarco. He is Patrick O'Dowd. This is the Greg DeMarco Show, where we talk about the wrestling and lots of other things, considering how we're 10 minutes into the program. And we've talked about uh, blood work. We've talked about hockey. We've talked about Patrick O'Dowd's um, struggling, struggling sports teams that, that that fall within under his fandom, the umbrella of his okay. fandom. 
and so much more. But we will talk about the wrestling today. Lots of good wrestling to talk about. This show is part of the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can hear at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And we got some stuff to talk about today, and I'm excited to talk about it because I know there are some things through the glory of text messages and direct messages that Patrick O'Dowd is super passionate about right now within the world of wrestling. And, you know, we love to talk about the idiots that that just continue to idiot within the world of professional wrestling, and we will talk about that. I've got some things to talk about. Forewarning, because you'll be listening to this on Wednesday, we're recording this. It is 1036 right now on Tuesday night. We have not watched NXT. We have not watched Dynamite. We have not participated in the Tuesday Night Wars. Now, Patrick Dowd may not watch either of those programs anyway, but uh, I will. I will. I will partake in NXT tonight and probably AEW tomorrow, just because I want to see what AEW did end up putting on. I know there was at least one title change on AEW that I've seen. I know there was a bunch of stuff that happened in NXT. I know that Cody's announcements were the, the continuation of shoving Cody Rhodes down our throat because I don't think we needed Cody in the building to announce. Yeah, it's cool, right? He could announce the return of the Dusty Classic. That's great. And 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 the men's breakout tournament and all that. So lots of tournaments in NXT, apparently. Um, so there you go. There's your AEW influence, everybody. Lots of tournaments in NXT. But we, uh, so we've got the Tuesday Night Wars. We will talk a little bit about that. But Patrick O'Dowd, before we get into the Tuesday Night Wars, I wanted to talk to you about a topic that had people have been all over the place on on social media. And that is a recent WWE signee. I don't believe he, he's appeared in NXT yet unless he showed up tonight and I haven't seen. There's one account on Instagram that I follow that literally will recap segment by segment. And he went on vacation this week. So like <laughs> I have to actually wait and watch it. Um, so he even posted that he just got back and he posted one thing from NXT, which was just everybody putting over Carmelo Hayes. But, um, I, so I don't know if this person has shown up in NXT yet, but he's definitely signed. There have been some vignettes that are obviously for him, but Brian Pillman Jr. is going to be a thing in NXT sooner rather than later. And the issue that with Brian Pillman Jr., Patrick O'Dowd, actually has nothing to do with Brian Pillman Jr. at all. It's the fact that WWE, obtained the trademark for the name Alexis King, L-E-X-I-S-K-I-N-G, and it's been reported far and wide that that is the name earmarked for Brian Pillman Jr., and and I believe it, and, and we'll talk about why I believe it, but everybody and their brother, because um, not their mother, because their mothers don't watch wrestling, is complaining that why not just call him Brian Pillman Jr.? Why, why have the stupid WWE, WWE random name generator strikes again? All of that, that stuff that people love to say. And uh, I think it's just finding something to be mad at to find something to be mad at. Cause I don't think it's that big of a deal. And in the end, I don't think it matters. But when you hear that and when you've seen the postings and the people complaining about it, Patrick O'Dowd, what is your reaction to people being up in arms over Brian Pillman Jr., likely not wrestling as Brian Pillman Jr., but wrestling as Lexus King? So I'm going to spoil because he did appear on NXT right, in good. a one and a half minute like vignette talking about his father and how he is defying that name he is not using that name and he didn't use the full name lexus king he just took the last name 
and called it uh, called himself King. Right. Uh, and the last name not being Pillman, he will no right. longer be known as Pillman. So I don't know if that means a shift and it's not Lexus King or and it's Brian King. Uh, but right now, Brian King is, sounds like the worst name ever. So I really hope it's not Brian. King. Right. He he. All he said was he. All he talked about was King. Right. I joked with you when the news broke that it was a shame that we learned about this name this week instead of last week when we were doing terrible wrestling names. Cause I, I don't particularly like the name. I don't know what's special about the Lexus part of it all. Right. Like he, in his, in his vignette, he talked about taking the last name of the man who was like a father to him, which was King uh, and their last name being King. And so that's, their their reasoning behind that uh, as far as the like twitterverse and social media getting all pissy about a, a name change like for the most part that's what the wwe does and they have done for and years even when and they years don't and years like and years. And they're having Braun they're, Breaker. They're, they're, yeah and every and people bring him up well he should just be bronson steiner or whatever like sure but even that's not a real name because their actual real name is bronson rex steiner so it, it's it's you know, and, and honestly, outside of Randy Orton and Charlotte Flair, not many of them have kept their name. And Charlotte Flair's real name is Ashley. So it's not like she's walking around with her actual name. And they only added Flair after she came to the main roster and started walking around with Rick because everybody was like, okay, this is kind of obvious. We, we need to do this. Um, and once she started emulating more and more of heel Rick Flair, she became the megastar that she is today. And, and Randy Orton, I love people talk about Randy Orton. They're like carrying on the Orton family legacy. And I'm like, if Randy Orton wasn't a thing right now, we would never be talking about the Orton family. Like no offense right. like, to like cowboy not- Bob Orton Jr. and Bob Orton Sr. We would be done talking about them 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if not for Randy, 20 years ago, if not for Randy Orton. Right. Uh, 100%. And it's funny because I was watching some old school WWE the other day. And it was a match between Cowboy Bob and I believe it was um, Tito Santana. Okay. Cause that's, that's what, you, that's what you put on a Boston show in 1985. You, you put Tito Santana up against Bob. And you let him eat up a good 15 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. They sure did. Um, and it wasn't even good. Bob Orton. He didn't even have the cast on his arm. Oh, it's like, why was like, why am I watching this? Like, like I get it. Bob Orton was a great bad guy in the WWE in the eighties and a heel or whatever. And like when his son came up, I was like, Oh, Hey, it's Bob Orton's kid. Bob Orton, Jr.'s kid. Good for him. But then Randy blew their, right. Like everything that they could have possibly dreamed of out of the water. Randy did that on his, on his own. You know, it's, it's silly. It's just, it's, it's silly. And, you, we all, we all know our the the legacy isn't somehow tarnished because we changed. They still their name. talk about it. I don't they, see they, they anybody. Don't. I don't see anybody bitching about the sweet rotunda name because we changed the name to Bray Wyatt. 
No, and they never did. Slash Husky never Harris. once. Never once did they. And even when he was Husky Harris, nobody said he should have been a Rotunda. Because Rotunda is kind of a weird name anyway. So, although, I mean, you know, Husky Harris is the name of a fat dude. And Rotund is, is the word for a fat person anyway. So, it could have worked. But it, it, he could have just been Rotund Rotunda. Well, nobody had, tr- nobody had a problem. Staying all the lines. Nobody had a problem with Bo Dallas. No, and they won't when he's Uncle Howdy again, which is reportedly going to happen. But so here's the, the 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 skinny on the names, and this comes from a couple different places, and I'll bring them all together. When he first ever started wrestling, he actually wrestled as Alex King, and the reason why he wrestled as Alex King was, as he put it in an interview with Chris Jericho on Talk Is Jericho, um, Alexis was his sister who's passed away. And, and depending on who you talk to, it's either another sister from the, the King side of the family who, whose last name was King or his mom, who was Melanie Pillman King, which would then talk about the dad who raised him, which would be the stepfather who, who gave her the King side of the name. But that's my thing too. Like everyone automatically talks about WWE random name generator, blah, 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 blah. There's a pretty good chance the dude wanted this. Right. Like there's a pretty good chance the wrestler wanted the name. And, and, and what's funny to me about it is, is where, how long, how many years has it been since people stopped screaming that Fergal Devitt was a better name than Finn Balor? Like in, in what universe is Fergal a better name than Finn? Fergalicious this. Exactly. Like that's what, like he, and he picked the name Finn Balor. Even when Kenta came in and became Hideo Itami. He picked that name too. Right. Like, like, you know. No, the WWE in their box of gimmicks. Has and we is. know that from 10 years ago when Buggy Nova was on here and talked about her name in WWE, which was Skylar Moon. She picked it. Right. She, she always wanted to be something Moon. Skylar was like her, 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 you know, cousin or whatever. Like, and that's where she, she put it all together and, and they went with it. And, and talent has a ton of influence over what their names are because they got to go out there and be that person. So it's, it's, you know, and everybody always loves to joke about Chili McFreeze for Steve Austin and and things like that. But bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at bet MGM, simply download the bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They, 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 you have to t- come up with 100 names to find a good one. Like, trust me. Right. My God. Like, when, like. When my wife and I named our son, like we both had the same idea for the name independently. So that was easy. For my daughter, it took us forever to come up with a name. And literally, she was putting out lists of names. And one day, I was like, that one. And she was like, I love it. And that's how we did it. Like, like literally, <laughs> that's how we came up with it. And and then I had an idea for the middle name. And it just flowed well. So we stuck with it. 
But that it, it's 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 just people just assume the worst because it's WWE, and especially yeah. with the names and the name changes and all of that. But and and here's but here's my bigger point. It does not matter. We talked last week. We came up with a list of bad wrestling names. What, do you remember? And I'm sure you do, but if not, I'll tell you. Do you remember what finished that we put first, number one on the list of bad wrestling names? That was Dolph Ziggler. One of the best in-ring performers of his generation. Dolph Ziggler. Two-time world champion Dolph Ziggler. Money in the bank briefcase holder. And a guy who people will be very excited to find out where he goes after his 90-day no-compete clause is up. A terrible, terrible name. But he became a great, a huge superstar because of what he can do. Let, let's be perfectly honest right now. And, and honestly, I almost regret not putting this person on the list now that I think about it. Take away the career. Take away the, the accolades. Take away the fanfare. Take away the miraculous return, everything. Edge is a dumb fucking name. <gasps> what? And and back in the 90s when he was coming out and wrestling was a message board and like crappy looking website thing, people hated that they had a guy coming out named Edge. No one like they were like, I, I got to call this guy Edge. Like that makes no sense. He became one of the biggest stars in the history of the business. A top 25 all time. Some people he's on their Mount Rushmore. Some people was in their top 10. But you can argue that whatever. But I don't think you can argue the fact that he's a top 25 professional wrestler all time. Sting is a stupid name for a wrestler. Like, like it, it's, it's, but it, they're, but they're iconic names that are attached to people. And, and someone put in, um, Lexus King into a, a like an AI, you know, thing. Like, you know, they, they put a picture of Brian Pillman Jr. and the name Lexus King and they asked the AI to put out pictures of what this professional wrestler would look like. And it was basically, this guy with like this flared out hair, like looked like something out of the you know late seventies, early eighties, in front of huge muscle cars or whatever, and people were making fun of it. And my first thought was like, that would get over huge in NXT if that was his character. Like people right. would actually fall in love <laughs> with that guy. A lot of people don't think Brian Pillman Jr. or Lexus King or whatever is going to pan out. They just don't because he didn't pan out in AEW, and right. and they seem to think that that's going to translate to the career that he has in WWE. And I disagree. I actually think the dude's pretty good. And I just, and I know he, he, he was very public about how he lived in Jacksonville for a while, moved back to Cincinnati. He got away from himself for a little bit. Like he went through some personal growth and, and you know, that, that a lot of people have to do. And, and when he was talking about all that, my first thought was this guy really could have benefited from the WWE developmental system. And now right. four years later or whatever, he's there. I think he has a chance to be star. I really do. And and I'll be interested to see what happens. But for some reason, so many of the hardcore fan base have written him off. And yet... Well, you just, you just uh, answered your own question right there. Yeah. Like, But they wrote him off before the name thing, though. Right. Well, yeah. I just... Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not going to delve into yet another example of people wanting somebody to be their father instead of who they are. Honestly, has anybody really come out and been their father successfully? No, no. And anytime we've tried, it's, it's, 
I mean, let's just go to young Mr. DiBiase. Yeah. And, you know, like, I, I, you know how I feel about Ted DiBiase. We, the, we the professional to, wrestler, not the current human being, by the way. Just right. for everybody who's going to complain. professional wrestler, Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man. The character. character. I should put that way, yeah. The that character. character. One of the all-time greats in the ring as a character. When his son came up, and, and actually it's funny to see the two him paralleled with Cody, right? Because Fortune yeah. and all of that. It it wasn't a name that made a difference. It was it was what they did when they got there and, and how they approached it. And you know, they they did everything they could for the the junior Ted DiBiase to be the million dollar man all over again, but like a modern iteration of it. Like that's really what they tried to sell and do. And that failed miserably. You know, the rock when he was Rocky Maivia and they were really leaning into the history. Now they didn't try to make him, you know, necessarily high chief Peter Maivia or Rocky Johnson. Like they didn't try to make him do that. When they really leaned into that legacy and bloodline stuff, that, what and that white meat baby face crap that shit was not working at all and thank god that that they did they, they didn't stick with it and that you know they let Dwayne be Dwayne and, and become the rock because he's it's too much it's hard Ricky Steamboat's kid Richie like and they didn't really try to make I mean, it. Well, his problem was he, he, we never got to see what he could do because he got hurt. Right. Um, Fair. Back Fair. issues and just couldn't work out. And who knows what he's even, I don't even know what he's doing now. But yeah, because you, it, had he, he made it, had he made it, well, they don't have sales agents. So I don't think he works for Progressive. No, I, I, don't, but, I don't know. He's, he's, um, he's partners with Flow. He's one of the people maybe. on the commercials. He is. You just didn't recognize him. Um, yeah. Had he made it to the big time? Could you imagine the comparisons? Like for oh, him, because and that's the thing about Randy Orton. We're comparing the guy to Bob Orton. You we're not comparing. So much <laughs> like, like, we're, like, and Bob Orton knew who he was. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like, and Bob had some great things. Like the man could suplex like a champ, and he could heal. And Bob Orton was the kind of wrestler you love. And, and and we have some of these even in ICW. They don't complain about how they're booked. They get it. They get their role. And, and they're going to come and they have a blast with it. And, and those are people that the fans end up falling in love with anyway. And, and Bob Orton, he got it right. He got to be involved in the main event of the first ever WrestleMania, like by being Bob Orton. So that to me, like shows right there. I mean, that that's Bob Orton got it, but Randy Orton's a 13, 14 time world champion. Like Bob's not. I don't think right. Bob ever held a championship in, in WWE. So uh, not even a tag belt. I don't think he was. He may, maybe before like we were watching, but not while we were watching. So, but Cowboy Bob like definitely not uh, not not anything. Bob's still around. Yeah. yeah, I think Bob Bob's still around. Bob Bob's definitely still around. Um, Bob Bob did not hold any. Any championships in WWE. The only accolade he has in WWE is the Hall of Fame. So, huh. yeah, never, never held a title in a major organization. Um, Georgia Championship Wrestling, I believe, is the 
in championship wrestling from Florida. I mean, he, he was he was a character who never needed a belt, but no, he surprised I mean, Piper, me a little bit. Piper, like no one looks at Roddy Piper and says former Intercontinental Champion Rowdy Roddy Piper. Like they just don't. So I wait. I I you don't. You you don't stop I don't. it. No, I don't. I don't. You, I really you don't. don't. You 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 raising your hand now. Awesome! I came to okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. Okay. So. I think that, that Brian Pillman Jr. had a chance to be a star. But again, Edge, stupid name, one of the greatest stars of all time. In fact, we talked about who, who has really been successful, has gone out there and been their dad and been successful. It's Charlotte Flair. She's the most successful. Right. And honestly, she didn't really start to achieve that success until she turned on her dad by acting like her dad towards her dad. Then she became right. the Charlotte Flair that we all know and love or love to hate today, the LOL Charlotte wins, all of it. The only other person who's gone out there and been successful being their dad is Braun Breaker. And he's only 50% Rick because he's also 50% Scott. Because that was always a thing. He looks like Rick and sounds like Scott. And he barks and he does that kind of stuff. But he is truly the, if, if you if you took a creator, if you went to AI and said, here's Rick Steiner, here's Scott Steiner, Put them together to make one pro wrestler, it would literally spit out a picture of Braun Breaker. There you go. Like that's what it would do. So so he is the other one who's successful at being their dad. As far as I can tell, that's the list. I don't think there's anyone else on the list who's been successful. Didn't work for any of the other flares at all. Um mm-hmm. what's David Flair doing now? We have no idea. Um, it, it's, it's just not, I don't, you know, even the rock's daughter, like they rarely ever refer to the fact that she's the rock's daughter and, and down in NXT and, and she had a big role for a while. And now there seems to be a reset because the whole schism thing is done. But Von Wagner and NXT people, they've never talked about Wayne Bloom being his dad, like ever. I think they've shown one picture okay. uh, of that. Wait, okay. So. Let's okay. Wayne Bloom. You're correct. But that's the thing. Like Wait, some of these, but okay. Wayne Bloom is equivalent to Bob Orton. No, I disagree with that. Like, yeah. come on, but Wayne Wayne Bloom. You're probably right. Royal Rumbles, for Christ's sake, as part of the Beverly Brothers, he was a bad construction worker gimmick in the AWA. Bob Orton wore a fake cast. What? Bob Orton wore a fake cast. Was usually Bob opening worked, shows. Bob worked side by side with Roddy Piper in, and yes, it's WrestleMania one, right? And what, like, I don't know. He was a more significant deal because of who okay. he was around and allowed to associate with. Like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm saying no. Okay, let me ask you this, and question. that is not to disparage Wayne Bloom. No, I no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Bever- Beverly brother, Beverly Brothers for the Hall of Fame. Um. That'll happen if Von Wicker becomes if, if Von Wagner becomes a huge star. The Beverly Brothers will get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, let's go back to because because um, I think it was Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom's tag team partner, that was one of the two wrestlers in the match that Scott Hall interrupted when he made his debut in uh, in in WCW. I'm pretty sure it was Mike Enos and, and some other rando that it can't. It wasn't the Gambler, but but somebody else. Um, when Scott Hall interrupted Nitro. When he made his debut on Nitro and did the interview. Yeah, it was Mike, Mike Enos and a jobber. I yeah. can't remember who. Like, um, me and Mike Enos. Mike Enos wasn't a jobber is because, you know, I remember his name. 
So here's the thing. So, so anyway, the reason why, because that's the time period I'm talking about. Take away Brutus Beefcake and insert Wayne Bloom and tell me he couldn't have done everything that Brutus Beefcake did, that he couldn't have been that's Hogan's all, lackey. But that's, but that's not the argument. That wasn't the right. argument. That's not what you said. Oh, like, I know. You're, you're right. You're right. Absolutely right. You're right. He 100% could be Bruce Smart Beefcake. And again, but he wasn't. He's not, though. <laughs> that's correct. He's not. He never was. And, and, and never would be. So, so that's, you're exactly right. And so I guess I'm going based off of potential and talent and all that, but I'm not going based off of results. Bob Orton, so, bigger star than I Wayne. Got, I got to, def- I got to, I got to sidetrack this just for one second. Go for it. So apparently David Flair is now a manager of a company that produces copper and steel wire. Okay. He's married and has two children and his daughter Piper is a nationally ranked gymnast. Good for David so, Flair. Good on David Flair. Because, I mean, it could have been a tragedy, honestly. Like, he could have been a tragic story. Um, that, that family has endured tragedy. So I'm glad that he, yeah. he made something of it and has done well for himself outside of it. And I think Conrad Thompson has probably made mention of the fact that he's done well. Probably didn't talk about what, but here we go. So good on him. Good on, good on him. Look, you know, it's funny now that, now that we brought up Conrad Thompson just made me kind of go full circle think of all this at least he's not brock anderson when we talk about brian pillman jr because that guy unless he decides to shave his head bald or work under a mask he will i just don't he can never escape he can can never escape fucking and he can never live up like he needs to be he needs to find a partner and be part of a tag team like like if, if Cash Wheeler's legal troubles and injury stuff never clears up, just go be the new member of FTR. Go be the Stan Lane of the Midnight right. Express in FTR, and and it, make that your thing. I, honest to God, we need to ask Arn. Did did Brock Hatch? Oh, did I lose Craig Demarco? You you froze for a second there. You did freeze. Oh, I lost Craig Demarco. You, you? your screen is still frozen. Is it? So you froze. Oh. There you I go. don't know if you can hear me. I can, I can hear you the whole time. Oh, I, I can hear you and see you now. Good. Okay, good. I don't know what happened. Yeah, it, you decided to take off your jacket, and that's what screwed up everything. So, um, Yes, the static electricity of taking off Because you started the, taking uh, off jacket, everything froze, but I could sort of hear you, and then you came back, and there was no jacket left. So jacket removal. I just I was just asking if they just hatch Andersons, and they right. come out looking like that. It seems that way. Like, like it's, it just, at it's least just another clone. Brock is the only one that we have to go on. I mean, and Carl Anderson, like I remember meeting him and he basically was like, yeah, they saw what I looked like is that I was an Anderson. Now, Carl Anderson is in much better shape now than he was when I met him. Um, Cause he definitely had the body of an Anderson back then too. So uh, then the time in Japan, he, he, he definitely changed his physique. Uh, but yeah, you're right about Brock Anderson. So anyway, don't worry about the name. Worry about the performer. Hopefully, Lexus King slash Brian Pillman Jr. slash whatever will will do his his namesakes proud, the namesakes that he has chosen, and and be a big star. Let's go to commercial. Come back and talk about some more screwed up takes and screwed up opinions and screwed up actions in the world of pro wrestling. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save ten percent on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code Chairshot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's AngryLemonade.net. 
Acknowledge me. Not counting the show opening and everything else, we got about 30 minutes out of Brian Pillman Jr.'s name. That That's good stuff. That's that's that a stand-up comedy impressive. term. Like like when I was doing stand-up, people would something would happen and people were like, I could get 20 minutes out of that. Like that's they're talking about stage time. So we got we got 30 minutes, nearly 30 minutes out of Brian Pillman Jr. Granted, we spent half of it talking about the 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 uh the merits of Bob Orton Jr. But still, we uh and I don't know anything about Bob Orton Sr. For all I know, being Bob Orton Jr. was an overwhelming task to overcome, and and we should be praising Cowboy Bob for that. So who knows? Indeed. Who knows? So today was the monumental Tuesday Night Wars. You know, I've crafted a timeline as such that I can somewhat enjoy it. And a lot of what I'm seeing is NXT one. I don't fucking know. I don't care. Like I'll, I'll watch it and, and figure it out for myself. And, or maybe I won't. Who knows? But we, we messaged back and forth and we saw, and of course earlier today, uh, uh, house of wrestling, which is Nick Houseman, formerly of Wrestling Inc. and, and some other places. He, he tweeted an article about, you know, uh, what Triple H and, and, and Shawn Michaels want to prove today or whatever. And Tony Khan decided to tweet, and I had to screenshot it because I was worried that it would be deleted, but I don't believe it has been deleted. I believe it is still there. But basically, he said it, it was uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels looked to send Tony Khan a message. That was the House of Wrestling. Um, the article and I didn't read the article. I have a feeling it has to do with the fact there was talking within WWE that people are going to see tonight. The big differences between WWE and AEW that uh, I've seen that sentiment out there. And then Tony Khan tweeted, I have a message for them. And it was a picture of a door, double doors that were closed with and spray painted on. It was bald asshole. Yep. Tony Khan tweeted that. And then, of course, did his usual see you tonight for a special Tuesday night AEW Dynamite title fight Tuesday and blah, blah, blah. You know, commercial free plus a big overrun tonight and and whatever. <sighs> Some people love it because they find it entertaining. And I get that. And I respect it. This is the guy who runs AEW, the guy who owns it, the guy who runs it. And he tweets out calling Shawn Michaels and Triple H both each a bald asshole. And it, why is this okay? Why is this happening? Like, like, well, like why? So here, here's because I, I thought about this a little bit because you know you sent this to me earlier in the day. So you just assume 20, we talked about it? Yeah, twenty year old me probably finds this cool, right? Because twenty year old me watched Eric Bischoff. On Monday Nitro, do shit. He never did this. Like he never said, you know, called somebody, like put a picture, you know, called them bald assholes right. or whatever. But he did challenge Vince McMahon to a fight in a ring on, on a pay per view. He did, you know, read results. He did tell Harvey Schiller to bite him. Um, now Harvey Schiller was quote unquote quote, his boss and whatever. So. In the vein of the kind of Monday Night War attitude era back and forth, this I could see, like I would have thought when in my 20s was cool. The problem with 45-year-old me looking at this, and this, like, it's funny you brought this up because everybody keeps calling this a war. 
and, and like this big like linchpin day. Like Craig, today was the biggest day in the history of our sport. If you you ask anybody, apparently, and I don't see it as a big deal at all. No, like at all. And you know, Tony Khan with this, you know, talking about all the things that they're going to do and have to be, you know, special outside of uh, NXT. Not a damn thing that Tony Khan has put out on his thread because i went back and looked and it's basically this message over and over and over yeah, again it is without the picture right it so is, yeah. tony what did you do to try and pull eyeballs away from nxt if this is really a war or if this is really your opportunity to like make your pitch to the masses and to go quote unquote head to head with the wwe it's it's a nothing burger. This whole thing is a nothing burger. And this just makes you look like the sad side of the nothing burger because you're so desperate for attention. You are the CM Punk pay attention to me gift. Oh, he is. Right now, screaming for anybody to listen. And all this does is make you look like a dope. Unless you're Conrad Thompson who worships him. And I don't get that either. But anyway, uh, you know, what's funny they, people don't worship. This is so totally sidetracking. And I want to talk about what you were talking about in a second, but I want to bring this point up. We give Tony, Tony Khan too much credit. People don't worship Tony Khan. They don't love Tony Khan. Well, they worship the idea of AEW. They worship anti WWE and Tony Khan right. happens to be the latest. Incarnation I, I agree. And, and the love for him is, is, Seemingly outlasted the love for WCW at this point. So it's a good on him because the fans have turned by this point on WCW. Um, it's funny because you, you pointed all that stuff out and there's so many things I want to say. First of all, but, but Tony a, Khan's AEW, 41 years old. Real quick though, AEW never got to the WC has, has yet to get to the point no, that WCW they, they beat was NXT for the, for the fans to turn on. WCW That's true because they never horrible, beat them. They they program. they beat NXT. They they haven't beaten Raw or SmackDown or whatever, and and they never they never even can. They'll never have the opportunity to, and and we'll, we can talk about that if we want to. But you talk about the twenty year old you, blah blah blah. Tony Khan's a forty one year old man now. Bischoff was in his like mid to late thirties when he was doing those things. So okay, Bischoff was also a television character at the time, even when he was just a commentator. Like he had a role on television. Tony Khan doesn't. He, he right. when he does actually go on television, he's like making a big announcement. Really he's saying awkward. thanks, guys. He's really awkward, or, or doing whatever. Like it, it's just it, it's it's there's no and and if he was doing the Eric Bischoff thing, he's doing the guy that he continues to criticize. Like he hates Eric Bischoff, and Eric Bischoff hates him. Like it's great. Um, but it, it's yeah, it's just silly. Like first off, this episode of Dynamite. Six one-on-one matches, all, you know, for the AEW fan base, all really good matches. I have no idea the results. I have no idea. I'm assuming Edge won. Um, I'll probably still call him Edge yes. forever. Uh, what a stupid name, right? Edge. But huge star. Um, should have called him something else. Um, but it, it's, it's, and, and 20 years from now, they might be saying the same stuff about Lexus King being a huge star. Who knows? But it, 
on by by on Wednesday night, this would just be viewed as a really really good loaded up episode of Dynamite is what it would have been. Right. But because it happens to be on a Tuesday, thanks to the playoffs, the MLB playoffs, we are now in a position where it had to go head to head with NXT. And Tony Khan playing himself as the victim that NXT loads up their show when he went to their night. So what do you expect right. them to do? Um, you know, like we've said before, everybody wants competition until competition starts competing back. Like that's that's what happens. But it's just the the whole it's just dumb. But here's the whole long and short of it. In the nineties, you actually had to make a decision. You had to decide what channel you were going to watch because it was a pain in the ass to set the VCR, to put in the tape, to do whatever. Like one in every 500 people or whatever had a TiVo at the time. Like I don't even know if that many had a TiVo at the time or if a TiVo was even a thing. I had to look and see when TiVo really took off in its popularity. Most people were like, what the hell are you talking about? What's a TiVo, right? It was DVR before we had DVR. Now – I I have YouTube TV. It it records all sorts of things that I never watch. And, and right. it record and Dynamite might get credit for the fact that I'm recording it and, and and even when I don't watch it. So within a 24-hour time frame, most people are going to have watched both. And so when you're plus 2s or plus 3s or whatever, they're all getting the same credit for it and and whatever it might be. So even if we went back to having, even if they move Dynamite to Monday, or if if NBC Universal moves SmackDown to Wednesday, and Dynamite doesn't, and Warner Brothers doesn't move Dynamite, because remember it's a Warner Brothers decision. It's not like AEW is doing this or WWE is doing this. It's not the same. It's not going to be the same. The dirt sheets will try to tell us that it's the same, and they'll try to report on the ratings that it's the same. But within twenty four to forty eight hours, everybody's going to see what they were going to see anyway. I've talked about it before. I never watch wrestling live. It takes me an hour to an hour and a half to watch rocks. I fast forward all the commercials and I can D- yeah, I DVR it and I can do whatever. I watch it during work. I'll pause whatever. I always watch NXT while I'm producing shows and, and doing my nighttime work on the computer. And I skip all the commercials and I do all that and I get it all done in one sitting. Like just a modern day way of watching wrestling doesn't suit itself to a war of any kind. It really doesn't. So this thought or this idea that anyone's ever going to beat anyone is just stupid. It really is. Yeah. I and, and the fact that people still that, that there's a segment that still talks about this thing this way is I I'm going to use I'm going to use that phrase again. I'm, I'm just going is really interesting to me. Yeah. Uh I, and and some of the people who sort of perpetuate it like and and again I'm going to go I'm going to keep picking on Conrad today. Because I listened to his podcast with Eric. He'll be week. fine. Go ahead. Um, oh, yeah. He doesn't know who I am. So it's fine. Um, he'll just thank me for listening um, and, and move on. That's that's what he does. But at one point, he was talking to Eric about NXT recently getting um, – Beating beating dynamite or something by like it's like the it was the it was the PLE like the PLE like the NXT PLE that went up against what uh, AEW's Friday show or Saturday show I don't remember anyway NXT beat them by like fifty thousand 
or 500,000 like viewers or something. It was something which in the grand scheme of whatever meant nothing. And he started with it. Cause this is the other side of the, the whole war thing that, that it fascinates me is that tomorrow when all this news comes out, the way that folks will, you know, you're talking about NXT declaring victory. Somebody out there is going to explain why it's okay and great that, you know, AEW did whatever it did and they'll, they'll lean on that demo thing or whatever. And this, this for me to bring this back to Conrad, Conrad was very much like poo pooing this like difference in numbers talking about how Eric's always brought up that it could be just a, 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 you know, it's a decimal point or something rounded differently or whatever. When, when it was flipped, when it was flipped and AEW was up by like 50,000, the landscape of wrestling had changed. And that's what we're going to get tomorrow. And it, and it doesn't make a lick of sense because at the end of the day, you got two quality professional wrestling shows from what I understand, or at least two, you at least had two companies who put about as good a foot forward as they could for a nationally televised audience. I can't hear you. That was on me. I had the volume turned down. Uh, they, they put, they put their best foot forward. They, they truly put on the best show they could put on at the time is, is what I believe they did. Um, and, and did so maintaining most of the current landscape of what they were doing. Um, which in WWE is always going to be more complex than AEW because AEW doesn't really tell stories. They just book matches. That's why Tony Khan wins Booker of the Year because all he's, because he's a matchmaker. That's really what a Booker is. There's not right. actually a writer, storyteller of the year. If, if I were Dave Meltzer, I can't believe I just said that phrase, I would actually probably in the modern landscape have a Booker of the Year and have a storyteller of the year. And and Tony Khan might win Booker of the Year because all he's doing is putting together dream matches, and that's what people want to see. Right. But then Triple H would have to win Storyteller of the Year, or Shawn Michaels would have to win Storyteller of the Year. They'd still find a way to give it to Tony Khan, but it, it's, it's right because that's what they do. But they really shouldn't. But but I, I digress. It's all it's all dumb. Um, I, I, the the Conrad Thompson Eric Bischoff and the ratings thing you talked about is is so true. Um. But that's the guy who tried to convince Eric Bischoff that Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor was a game changer and was going to be shift the landscape of professional wrestling right. forever. And now no one really knows what a Ring of Honor is anymore. So, because all their big things happen on AEW television programming and not on Ring of Honor programming. So there you go. I mean, we wouldn't have heard of Eddie Kingston if it wasn't for... Right, yeah. Not that we've seen him live. Sorry. And interviewed him once on this program. But... The, the the excuses are going to come right if if WWE wins here are all the all the excuses because they loaded the show if AEW wins it's the greatest victory in the history of our sport and two weeks from now no one's going to remember except the hardest of hardcore AEW fans who will still point out how many people all in drew although because the numbers came out lower than what AEW reported that, that they don't even really lean on that anymore like it all just doesn't matter. I just, uh, but, but again, it comes down to the, it's not even AEW. It's just anti WWE. It really is. Right. Th that's really all it is. And it's, it's, it's why when fans are like, it'd be so great if everybody just worked together. And I'm just like, that will never, ever happen. Just, just like today, somebody on a message board said that 
MJF could change the wrestling industry if in 2024 he signs a contract with both companies and he wrestles for both companies at the same time. And I'm like, do you realize how stupid this is? Right. Do you realize how this would never happen? Like, and, and I was like, because the logistics but would be insane. We're, we're just fantasy. I'm just having fun. Why you gotta kill? And, and that's fun. true. I should let people do that fantasy stuff. I should. It's like we've talked about before on this show. I have a hard time. My fantasy booking is taking current reality and moving forward. Whereas right. other people's fantasy booking is taking a round world and making it flat. Like that's. Yeah, it's a, I just, well, I it's just a true fantasy. It's, it's a true. It truly is. It's, it's, um, it's like when we would be on a message board and, you know, draft wrestlers from all sorts of companies and then tell whatever wild ass stories we want. And that's where you would get things like Dolph Ziggler being the top of your company right? because you believe he's the guy and have always believed that he was the guy. Uh, right. And, and that's, I mean, that's okay. If that's, if that's what you want to do, it's not okay when you try to sell it as this is something that could happen. And that's what I see happen a lot with, with, with yes. what you're complaining about is that there's people who probably legitimately believe that somehow a multi-billion dollar company like the WWE would totally agree yeah. to, to sign a dude and have him be beholden to another company and another continent. Like a lawyer, a good lawyer wouldn't take that guy on as a client. Of course like, not. Those, Nobody would. Terrible contracts. Like what are you Not doing? only that, but like, uh, and, and then the, the business side of me started, I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So what happens if one company wants him to go on an undefeated run and the same time the other company wants him to pull off, you know, someone to pull off a major upset against him. Now what happens? What if he's champion in one company, but the other one wants to do an injury angle where he's out for six months. Now what happens? Let alone what happens when WWE has a pay-per-view on Saturday and collisions on Saturday for AEW. Now what happens? Like it would just never in a million years, let alone, are they the same character? What if he's babyface in one, they want to turn him heel on the other or vice versa. I don't even know what he is now because no one knows. It's like the territory days. Exactly. But except we don't have the territory days anymore because we have this thing called the internet and, and which screws everything up. Um, Side note, I guess the NWA is bringing back the territories. Everything else they've done has been a smashing success. So, so I'm sure that's going to go over really, really well. But just like Tyrus as world champion was, God, that drew, drew money like crazy. I mean, it's over now. Nothing, stop it. Nothing's drawing money over there. Like, I know. I'm joking. Ty- I, I wish I still had the Brodus Clay soundbite. That, that's, that's what I missed. Right. Um, cause that was the best. But it, it's, it's just, the, the great thing about the world we live in today and, and, and because of the internet, because of social media, because of just all the various outlets for, for entertainment that we have is that you can have AEW and WWE existing in a way where they don't, where one doesn't have to win out over the other in the end. They, they really don't. Like that's the crazy thing about it is that no one has to beat anybody else in, in the end. And right. that's, People have a hard time dealing with that. You know, I really do. What do you think? I, my mind wandered in the middle of what you were saying. I stopped listening. <laughs> That's okay. That means it sucked and I shouldn't have been talking about it anyway. So that is a okay. So no, just basically saying that the world that we live in today lends itself to multiple wrestling companies being able to exist on a large scale at the same time. Oh yeah. yeah. That is true. 
And nobody has to win. And not only that, but to go back to a point I was trying to make earlier, we will never truly see the two companies competing with each other because Warner Brothers would be absolutely asinine to allow AEW programming to be on the same day as WWE programming. It just would be. Right. Like, it's not like it was in the 90s when when Ted Turner could take on WWE or WWE at the time when they were already on the ropes as a business. Like things yeah. were already going south. Like they were ripe for the pickings. Now, if that were to happen in WWE, then yeah, but that's not going to happen anytime in the next like 20 years, especially no, after if, the TKO march. If then, I, nothing lasts forever, but damn, the WWE feels. Pretty, we are at pretty... the bottom. We are at the bottom of the climb right now because of the merger. Right. Like we truly, like we have yet to see the mega WWE UFC crossover events that are going to happen at some time in the next two years. Right. Where you've got like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. WWE, UFC, WWE, like it's going to happen. And then they'll probably buy boxing stuff and we'll get, get three night affairs with all three. Who the hell knows? But it is going to happen and, and we'll be there to talk about it. I'm sure. Cause that's what we do. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes and you, you know what? I haven't played the second commercial break. I think I'll do that now instead. No, I changed my mind. Three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The reason why I changed my mind is because I can't put a commercial break in now. And the show end in less so than 10 late. minutes from now. Yeah, like, it would just be stupid. Yeah. Maybe I'll find another place to throw one in. Since we went 36 minutes before the first one, who knows? But uh, So you might be listening to this thinking, well, that's weird. You already had two commercial breaks. I don't know. We'll find out later. But no list this week. We didn't even talk about the fact that there was going to be a list. But I knew these topics would take us the full time and 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 be good and be great and all of that too. So lots of fun. Of all the things we talked about, Patrick O'Dowd, is there anything that you feel like the people are lacking and need to know? Um, lacking or need to know, I don't know if I'd say they're la- there's anything that they're lacking. I think that too much has been put on the WWE, AEW tribalism thing. Like that's now the excuse that we're using for everything. Um, uh, it when gets somebody the clicks. Like, it gets the clicks. It gets the clicks. Well, and, and here's what I'm getting at. You can now no longer be critical of of the one company or the other without being accused of, of tribalism. And, and that's weird to me. Like, like the tri- that's not tribalism. Tribalism is, is not somebody being, you know, tribalism is the person who gets on you for being critical of everything. Right. But what happens is, is you get accused of tribalism for being critical of the thing that they're protecting. It's right. It's a term. People just need to stop using the term because they're not using it right. And it's, it's like in princess bride, you know, I don't think that word means what they think that it means. I mean, it's, it's like the word buried that was used for so long in pro wrestling. Right. Oh it wasn't God. Yeah. Used right. And then the, 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 you know, tampering, that continues to get used in pro wrestling that, that isn't being used properly and doesn't really exist in pro wrestling. Like all of these things get used wrong and wrestling fans just latch onto it. Truly showing the acumen of, of these. Oh, and, and one other thing, kids tomorrow, no matter what you read, 
because you're going to read. For sure. Nothing was nothing was booked reactively no. to what was happening on the other show. I, and my good friend Greg, who who happens to work, you know, he he is a promoter and knows how these things work. Speculated at best that what will most likely happen if anything was adjusted or changed was due to time because someone went too long. That's it. Nobody reacted to anybody. None of that is true. When Dave writes his multi-page fallout stuff, none of it's true. Ignore it all. And uh, and just remember just that watch Dave the show and enjoy the show you like. Jesus Christ. Dave needs the hits too. Like, and and that's where I wanted to go with a three minute warning before we digress and all this other stuff. Booker T came out on the last few days and said that WWE and AEW need to ban Dave Meltzer from all of their events, all of their everything. And he's got to go instead of sending other people. Right. And he does go to some of the stuff. Like I think he's, he, right. I think he's a guest at WrestleMania. Like when they do all the media guests, like it's, it's, and, sure. and when they have the press area and they give them gifts, like they, they do all that stuff. People don't realize it. And, and a lot of people agreed with him. And A, that would stop anything, first of all. Like, he'd still continue to make shit up. The, and, and and there's nothing that WWE or AEW can do to stop the Dave Meltzers of the world. The only people who can stop the Dave Meltzers of the world are the people who read that crap. What Booker T is trying to do is, is to get Dave Meltzer to stop producing the crap that people read. Right. That never works. The only way yeah. things stop getting produced is when they stop getting consumed. And so you've got to stop clicking. You've got to stop reading for Dave Meltzer to go and get a different job. I don't, I don't even want to say go and get a real job because what he does does take effort and it does take time and it does take investment on his part. So I can't say he doesn't have a real job because I know he does actually have to put in work to get it done. We just say go get a real job because we don't like the job he's doing. But it's it's he's done it for thirty years now and, and made plenty of money off of it. So part of it's just jealousy. I just wish I, I just wish you'd use your powers for good, dude. That that's it. Good doesn't like, pay the bills. I know, and that's the problem. Good doesn't uh, pay the bills. But like I said, you, people you out there who love to complain people. about all this, the only way to make it go away is to make it go away for yourself. And the problem is, is that if I convince ten people to ignore it. Out of a hundred, the other ninety aren't going to, and it's not going to matter. And right. the other ninety the will, the other ninety will get ten more involved. Like it'll just, it, right. and because they'll realize it and they'll make sure that it's doing okay. So, and, and that's where it goes back to something we were talking about off air. Ain't no point in complaining about it when you can't do a damn thing about it. Like Booker oh, T was wasting, Booker T was wasting his breath in in what he was saying because Dave Meltzer ain't going nowhere and. And when he does, unfortunately, go somewhere, it'll probably be the, the sad variety, and then people will will share nothing but love for him anyway, and we won't talk bad about him because a bad thing just happened. So it is what it is. Um, so just ignoring things is such a powerful tool that we don't use enough of. It really, truly is. That's if we can leave you with one lesson today. It's ignoring things is a very powerful tool. By the way. Go follow Patrick Dowd on the Twitter, the X, whatever the hell you want to call it, at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can follow me at Greg DeMarco44. The website is thechairshot.com, at Chairshot Media. Go out there, listen to all the podcasts, the bandwagon nerds, 
the the musical chairs. You got DWI, Mindless Wrestling. You got a football show right now, Down the Wire. So many other great shows I want you to listen to. Have a great time, and and it's just meant to be fun. It's meant to augment whatever it is that you like. Listen to people talk about it. Get involved in the conversation and have a good time. All of those things can be found right here at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And that'll do it until next time. God, who knows what next time will be like, like what people will want to talk about when we get to next time. Like, really, who the hell yeah. knows what, what they're going to want to talk about? Somebody will give us fodder. It'll be good. Of course they will. That, that's just what they do. They, they love to give us fodder, and they love to, to make sure that we have stuff, and, and stuff is good. So um, I'm good with stuff. Hopefully you're good with stuff too, and we'll we'll make stuff happen too. So we appreciate you listening, and we look forward to doing this again a week from today. Till then, enjoy. You didn't need to go to the effort. This is sadly the long Karen version. And Naomi, I can see that. I wish it wasn't. Dactyls. You can stop it in time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.